Awesome. How good is it to be in the house of God, hey? So good. So good. Oh, you know those nights, you know, I'm sort of feeling like we've got some business to do with God. I'm just feeling it. And so, um, yeah, we're just going to take a breath for a moment. Just breathe in. Just breathe in really deep. Just do that. Breathe out. That's God. You know, sometimes we just need to take a moment. Just breathe in the breath of God, the breath of heaven. Tonight I'm going to be speaking about the breath of God. How the breath of God can come and bring life with His death. The breath of God in a moment changes everything. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here right now, here tonight. And He's going to do an exchange. He's going to do an exchange in our lives. He's going to take our mess and He's going to give us a miracle. He's going to take all of the stuff that we can't handle. And He's going to come and intervene. And I believe tonight that there is just, as I was just in worship, that there is such a gentle atmosphere. There is just this sweetness to tonight. And you know, sometimes, you know, we, God comes and he, he comes in an almighty and loud and thunderous way. But sometimes He just comes in the gentle wind, in the breath, in that moment, and a miracle happens. Because God just has to show up and things shift, things change. You know, I believe tonight that some of you have come out and you're believing God for a miracle. You're ready and you were ready last year, you were ready five years ago. Some of you feel like you have been waiting so long. And tonight's the night. There is breakthrough in the house tonight. God is here, heaven's come to earth. Jesus came, He paid the price. Ultimate victory has been won. And at His name, at the almighty name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, hell trembles in fear. Because Satan, he is a defeated foe and he's under our feet. And tonight, victory is ours, amen? So I'm just gonna pray for you before I begin tonight. So Father God, we come before you with open hearts full, ready to receive the good things that you have for us. And Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that heaven is full of good gifts for us. And Lord, where our faith has weakened, Lord, where our faith has become tired. Father, I thank you tonight that heaven is gonna deposit everything we need again. And Father God, I thank you, Lord God, in advance for the miracles and the signs and the wonders that is gonna accompany your word tonight. And Father God, we stand confidently and we we come confidently and boldly before your throne. And we thank you, Lord God, that all things, all things are ours in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can take a seat. I'm going to minister and prophesy. And I feel like, as I mentioned earlier, that I've got, I feel like I've got some business to do. We've got some business to do with God. And thanks, guys. I'm going to get you to come on up 
um, in not long. So <laughs> go and have a rest, rest your feet. Um, I would keep you up, but I, I, I value your feet. So you can have a rest for a moment. But, you know, this morning was awesome. If you came along, who did the double? Hashtag the double. It was good. And, um, you know, God, God is into the double. He's into double portions, you know. And um, I reckon people that do the double get a double portion. They get double for their trouble. And um, it's going to be good. So if you came for a double service, you're going to get a double portion anointing tonight. And so are the rest of you. But, you know, um, it's good if you did the double. And uh, But I want to, yeah, just get straight into the Word tonight because I do want to leave time for ministry and... Uh, I don't want to run out of time, and I do value your time. I know that, you know, it's work tomorrow for some of you, and, uh, and so it's good to be in the house of God. You know, the text of Scripture that I'm going to be looking at the, tonight, and all of us are going to be coming around, is out of Ezekiel 37. And uh, it's the Valley of Dry Bones, and some of us, I'm sure, have heard of this. Most of us might have heard this passage of Scripture, but tonight I really believe that God is going to, is going to move powerfully through this and through our lives. And so Ezekiel 37 says this, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. So Ezekiel here is in a vision. He led me around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is the sovereign Lord. He says, look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscle on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I'm the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. How good is obedience, you know, when we do what God says. So I spoke this message just as God told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds and breathe into these dead bodies so that they may live. So I spoke the message as, I, as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood to their feet, a great and vast army. When God speaks, things shift. When God turns up, things move. There's no if, buts, or maybes, it happens. And so tonight I believe and I have a word from heaven for each of us tonight and for this church that God is gonna breathe afresh over the dead places and they will come to life. But sometimes we are a part of the equation 
We are a part of this equation. Ezekiel was a part of this equation. Now, in this moment, Ezekiel was seeing a vision. He was seeing a vision of the people of Israel that had lost hope. They thought that their hope was dead. It had gone. And I don't know about you, but there are moments where I have lost my hope. I have thought, maybe my hope is gone. Sometimes they can be a fleeting moment. Sometimes they can be a whole day of depression. Hello. But you know what? God, when He shows up, when He turns up, things shift. And in this moment, God was asking Ezekiel some very interesting things. He was asking him to look at the death. Now, I don't know about you, but death isn't something I like to look at. You know, it's not something easy to look at. It doesn't actually feel very good to look at death. But but God here in this moment was asking him to look at this valley of death. Is there anything in your life at the moment that feels dead? Any places that you think are dead and gone? They might be dreams in your heart. They might be desires. They might be things that you are looking at that seem impossible. Maybe it's that sickness that isn't being healed, that relationship that just doesn't look like it's going to be restored, that person that seems like they are too far and too far away from God. Maybe they would never believe. But you see, God is not uncomfortable with dead places. He doesn't look away from dead places like we want to look away from them. In this moment, God was asking Ezekiel to look at the valley of death. Now, you know, when I was younger, I had this pet mouse. And I asked my dad if I could buy this pet mouse. He's like, look, no, I really don't think you're going to look after it. So, um, no, you can't have the mouse. And, um, but I was like, no, I really want this pet mouse. And I was really little, so don't think I'm weird for wanting a mouse as a pet. Like, you know. But anyway, I had this, this mouse as a pet. And I remember my dad saying, okay, you can get them. You can get it, but um, it's your responsibility. One Saturday morning, I walked into the garage and my mouse had died. And I looked at the cage and I ran to my dad and I was like, Dad, my mouse is dead. Can you, can you come and just do something with it? And my dad looked at me and he was like, Gemma, that, that was your responsibility when it was alive and so it's now your responsibility when it's dead. And so my dad is beautiful. He's a beautiful man, but that was a moment that I grew up. And I... I, I, there was a lot of gagging involved as I took this, this, this little white body out of the cage and I had to dispose of it. But sometimes, you know, I just, you, we don't want to look at things that are dead. We don't want to look at uncomfortable things. They're okay when they're living and they're vibrant and they're easy and things are good and things are full of joy. But when things look hard and uncomfortable, we like to look away, hey? But in this moment... It was really interesting. God told Ezekiel to take a look at this valley of death. He said, Ezekiel, do a few laps. Get a really good look. Do an autopsy if you have to. But take a really good look and tell me what you see. And I reckon Ezekiel might have thought, this is kind of, is this a trick question? Like, you know, am I meant to be seeing something that I'm not? God But he looked and he took a really good look. And it says that he walked back and forth, back and forth over this valley of dry bones. And when he looked at the valley, he said to God, the bones are really dry. They've been dead a really long time. 
So, yeah. And then the Lord said to Ezekiel, do you believe that they can live again? Really interesting. Do you believe that they can live again? And then Ezekiel, sometimes I read this and I, I like to think, you know, about what I would say because Ezekiel was a real person. Sometimes we look at the prophets in Scripture and we think, you know, they're these, just these people that were just amazing and different and strange and, you know, we could never be them. But, but Ezekiel, in this moment, he turned to God and he said, well, God, only you know the answer to that question. That was kind of smart. Because he could have had a lot of doubt when he was looking at these very, very dry, very, very dead bones that had been dead for a really long time. And he didn't have the opportunity to look in Scripture and to see the story of the Valley of Dry Bones, <laughs> you know? And he said, well, only you know. And so then the Lord turned back to Ezekiel and said this, speak to the bones. Speak to the bones of the prophetic word of God. And so he did. And there was a rattling sound that began. And bone after bone came back together. And it became a vast army. Every single day, God asks us the same question that he asked Ezekiel. He asks us the same question that he asked Ezekiel about the dead and the barren and the dry and the uncomfortable and the hard places of our life. He asks us, do you believe that they can live? Do you believe that they can live? Because believing is most of the journey. Believing is the majority of the journey. And the miracle just takes a moment. The miracle in the life can come in a moment. But the believing is something that God puts in our hands. And tonight I believe that the prophetic message of God for us is to look at the uncomfortable, to look at the hard places of our life and to hear the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord that says, can these dry bones live? What do you believe? What do you believe about that situation? What do you believe about that person that you just have been believing for and believing for and believing for? What do you believe about that guy at work that nobody wants anything to do with? What do you believe about that sickness that you just have been struggling with for years? What do you believe tonight? Because if you would believe the word of the Lord, if you would believe that God is the God that he says he is, that all things are possible for him and all things are possible for those who believe, then tonight I believe that the miracle is yours. And so God spoke to Ezekiel and he asked him, Ezekiel, what do you believe? You know, we have to actually ask ourselves this question. For the last two years, I have actually been struggling a lot with sickness in my body. It's been something that the doctors have been perplexed about. And over and over and over again, I was faced with this opportunity of asking myself, what do I believe? I remember vividly, and I don't want to go in too much detail tonight for time's sake, but I remember before I went for my biopsy because my neck was full of growths and I had many, many different symptoms that were making me very, very sick. And so the doctors weren't putting very much hope in me. 
and, uh, and giving me much hope about my situation. And I remember before I went to my biopsy, I had a moment where I had to decide what I believed. I, didn't, I couldn't wait to decide what I believed once the results came in, but I had to face the death. I had to face the fear. I had to face that hard, dry situation and decide what I believed. And praise God, all the test results came back clear. And I have had miracle after miracle after miracle. And the miracles are still happening in Jesus' name. Healing is coming to my body. But every single day I have to wake up healed. I have to wake up and believe I am healed. Some days I don't feel healed. Some days I look and there is a vast valley of dry bones. But I hear the word of the Lord and he asks me, Gemma, what do you believe? And I don't want to believe what my circumstances tell me. I don't want to just believe what the doctor's report says. I want to believe what heaven tells me. I want to believe what the Word of God has written for me. I want to believe the Word of heaven, that God can bring life where there is death. God can bring incredible miracles where there is just problems. And tonight, God has got a miracle for us. And so we have got to believe. We have got to believe. The second thing that God asked Ezekiel to do was to speak and to ask that the breath of heaven, the breath of God would breathe over the slain bones. The breath of God makes us alive. From the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, Adam became a human form, but it wasn't until God breathed the breath of life into him that he became a living creature. Do you know Eve began as a rib bone? That's all she was, was just a bone out of Adam's rib cage. But God breathed, it says, the breath of life over her and she became a living creature. She became a living person. You know what? Tonight, you might have come to church and feel like you've just got a bag of dry bones. But I believe tonight that God is gonna turn it around there is faith that is going to be injected into the atmosphere tonight and that God is going to perform miracle after miracle after miracle in our lives. And it's exciting. Do we believe it? Come on. Bones are good. Dust is good for God. It's all he needs. He just needs a bit of dust. He can do with some bones. He can do with a bit of death because it doesn't intimidate him. He's going to turn it all around. I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up because I want to minister in a moment. And I wanted to speak that and declare that before I minister tonight because I want, I believe that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So we have to hear the Word of God and then we apply it. And so I am going to ask you tonight to apply the Word of God to your life. Because I can come here and I can speak the Word of God and I've heard from heaven accurately tonight for your situation and for your circumstance. But God wants to come and move and the breath of heaven is here. But I'm going to ask you if you would believe. This morning, you know, we talked about evangelism and as a church, we're coming around that topic of evangelism, of sharing Jesus, of sharing the message of Jesus to those in our world. But to share the message of Jesus, we first have to believe. We have to believe, and we have to believe that God is going to reach people. He is going to reach people. And if we don't believe that He is going to reach our situation and our circumstance, we aren't going to believe for somebody else. And so tonight, I really believe that God 
is going to inject some fresh courage, some fresh faith, some just some fresh oomph in our spirit to believe again, to dream again, to come again before the throne room of heaven and ask bold prayers. You know, Caleb in Scripture, he had a daughter. And this isn't in my notes, but I just really feel to declare it right now. He had a had daughter in Scripture. And when Caleb was allotting the inheritance to her, he gave her a portion of dry land. And then his daughter, she has an unusual name, so it's not coming back to me, but <laughs> let's just call her O something because it starts with O. But she comes to her father after he has given out the inheritance and she asks for more. And when I read that the first time, I thought, oh my goodness, this girl has got some guts. Like, was she not just happy with what he gave her? But when you look into the story, he gave her dry, barren land. Now, Caleb was a good father and he was a loving father. But she comes before him and she says, can I have something more? Give me the upper and the lower springs. Give me fertile ground. And what does Caleb do? He gives it to her because she asks. Why? Because he was a good father. And tonight we have a father in heaven who is far greater. He is a good father who loves us. And when we ask, guess what? We receive. When we knock, He opens the door with gladness. When we seek church, we always find. Don't get tired in the knocking. Don't get tired in the seeking. Don't get tired in your asking. Don't get tired in the believing. Because we have a good Father in heaven. He knows us by name.